The day began with none of the usual portents sentiment novelists always deem necessary to make their drivel interesting to mawkish readers. Thus it was that Silbrack was not forewarned of his impending doom. The upcoming murder of his spirit, the stupid sacrifice of his soul, the end of his life as he knew it. And it was to be his own fault. Silbrack rose early. It mattered not that he'd been out late the previous night at the Blood Oak, his favorite tavern on the docks. It was a place no other pilot would ever set foot inside, which was the attraction for Silbrack. Nor did it matter that he'd put away the better part of three bottles of wine, all on his own. He disliked slovenly habits and kept a disciplined schedule regardless of his indulgences. He dressed with the aid of his valet and ate a sturdy breakfast of eggs, bacon, buttered potatoes, and strong cream tea. As he ate, Fitch purred in his lap, gleefully kneading sharp claws into his thigh with the smug superiority that came with knowing there would be no retaliation. Silbrack manfully ignored the pain. Interfering with the black cat's fun would only result in a snarling bite or bloody scratch across the back of his hand. Nor was that the worst of it. Fitch would then compound her revenge by shredding Silbrack's favorite waistcoat. Or more than one. After breakfast, he went for his usual ramble along the headland, leaving Fitch curled up on a cashmere blanket before the fire. He walked quickly, nearly running at times up the steep path and along the edge of the cliffs. He loved the briny smell of the sea, the whisper of the wind in the twisted pines along the shore, and the sibilant siren song of the water. The sun was a glowing lemon peel, gliding the black waves gold. He climbed up onto a jutting tor. The wind cleared the last vestiges of his headache. He breathed deeply, gazing out at the horizon. Frustrated anticipation coiled in his intestines. The excruciatingly long month of chance was over, and riggers were scrambling to get ships ready for sailing. He'd get his assignment within a few days and would lay on deck before the month of forgiveness was half over. His fingers flexed. It couldn't come soon enough. He squatted on the jut of rock, his gaze flicking to the pale, the string of wards protecting Crosspoint hung like fairy lights a quarter of a league offshore. They were entirely green now, the color of new grass, the color of safety. Not too long ago, they and the identical string of tide wards beneath the waves had burned bitter blue. The twin strands of wards protected the island from Sylveth, a magical substance that unraveled entangled knots throughout the black waters of the inland sea. The smallest drop of Sylveth could turn anybody or anything into spawn. From rope to children's toys to spoons, anything could transform into hideous creatures culled from the nightmares of the insane. They were alike in only their mindless hunger. Hordes of spawn had been known to raven through the waves and forge onto the land like seething masses of maggots picking clean a carcass. And they'd keep eating right up until a knacker gang wearing special protective gear 
was sent to kill or capture them, or until they were eaten by the even more frightening monsters inhabiting the depths of the sea.